This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want you to take what you've learned and go out and be successful with it. And then once you've done that, then turn around and go and teach it to someone else and pay it forward. In the back of your mind, your dreams should be real, right? Thanks all for tuning in to Dreamcatchers, where we make things happen. Dreamcatchers was formally launched to unlock the hidden potential in successful, self-motivated individuals who desire to take their life's work to the next level but need support to evolve. We are a collective group of professionals with various backgrounds that use our talents to assist those individuals in realizing their wildest dreams by providing education, inspiration, and direction. This podcast is where we share the lessons we've learned along the way to catching our dreams and give you some context around the how and the why to each approach to put you further ahead on the journey to catching your dream. Are you ready? Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Dreamcatchers podcast. I'm your host, Jerome. I've got the great pleasure of having Fred Moskowitz with me today. Fred, what part of the country are you in? I'm from Philadelphia, in Philadelphia, PA. Philly in the house. Yes. Dive in. I love to ask just how people can get in contact with you if they love what they hear from you. Yeah, there's two ways. Uh, The first way is to text the word NOTE, N-O-T-E, to the number 47177, and then follow the prompts. And uh, the other way is just to visit my website, fredmoskowitz.com, and can connect with me there. You can sign up for my newsletter uh, about investing as well for anyone that's interested. So, I mean, what kind of notes are we talking about? Are we talking about love notes? Are we talking about money? What are we talking about with notes? Or or musical notes? Uh, No, notes... Let's talk about notes. Uh, This is financial notes, promissory notes, the whole idea of investing in debt. And a lot of people don't know it, but uh, individual investors are able to buy mortgages, to buy notes and own them and benefit from receiving the monthly payments, right? And that's part of getting getting involved in, in the note business as an investor and uh, earn a really good income uh, having having an investment that's protected by hard collateral, right? It's backed by the property and uh, you can earn a really nice r- rate of return. And that's what note investing, it's all about. It's the idea of an individual investor stepping into the shoes of the lender and becoming the bank. You got to be the bank. That's the ultimate pinnacle because 
you know, toilets and tenants you don't have to deal with anymore. You just kind of get to go ahead and collect that check, just like you would if you were Wells Fargo or somebody else. But that's kind of the end of the story. Let's talk about how you got there. Give us a little bit about your background. Yeah, my, I'll, I'll tell you a little story, Jerome. I uh, had a very successful career working as a computer engineer uh, in, in, for many, many years. But I'll tell you a story. I was sitting, I found myself sitting in a chair on the beach, right, in northeastern Brazil, really close to the equator. And I was sitting there feeling that hot sun warming my skin. And I was spending the whole day sitting there in that chair playing my guitar and practicing bossa nova rhythms. And the whole reason why I found myself there, well, I was coming down from this huge aftershock that I had lived through the bursting of the dot-com bubble followed by 9-11. And that was that one-two punch that sent our economy into a tailspin. And I had gotten laid off from, from my job. I lost my job again, which was a constant recurring event for me working in, in my career. And I was working. I was a computer engineer. I was at a tech, tech startup. I had always worked in startup companies. The company imploded and I lost my job. And I came to the realization that I had been spending all these years of my life building someone else's dream and not building my own. And so I did a lot of soul searching those days living on the beach. And it was during that time where I came to the realization that I needed to have other sources of income so that I wouldn't be so dependent on the paycheck for my job. And what I did was I used that experience to fuel an amazing transformation in my life and in my career. And I accepted full responsibility for creating the life that I wanted. And so that's what steered me into investing in alternative assets. I started out with real estate, acquiring rental properties, and then eventually I transitioned into note investing. I guess you could just go back to Brazil now. you got notes and you don't have to do anything. <laughs> How do you pick the notes that you buy? And I guess what's kind of the fundamentals of a good note? So here are the fundamentals. And these are the main benefits of buying notes. The first one is that you're able to buy notes at a discount. You can buy them for less than what's owed, right? If you're familiar with real estate investing, everyone's always looking for a deal, looking to buy a property for less than its market value to buy at a discount. So with notes, that's pretty standard. You can do that. And the next aspect is you're buying an asset which is backed by hard collateral. You have that property backing the, the note. So your investment is protected there. And with that, you, you can earn a, a high rate of return. It's very possible. When you buy a note at a discount, it drives up your yield and um, you can earn a high rate of return. And this is something that banks figured out many, many hundreds of years ago right? They're in the business of owning debt and they're able to scale massively, right? Are you involved? I saw you from your profile, you're involved in rental uh, rental properties and real estate, right? So think about this for, for you or for any of your listeners that might be uh, 
real estate investors, let's say maybe you have 10, you own 10 properties, right? It's a great strategy when you're starting out, buy one property a year and do that for 10 years and hold them long term, right? If you do that, that's going to change your life. I promise you, it's a powerful strategy. Uh, and I've done that, done something like that myself. But here's the thing. If think about you could own 10 properties, but can you scale that beyond that? You can do it, but your quality of life is going to start to degrade quickly, right? Do you know people that own 50 properties or 100 properties? Um, I, I do. And their life is uh, quality of life goes down once you start getting in those higher numbers. Even if you have a property manager, it's still difficult to scale. But with notes, it's very realistic to own 10 notes, scale that to 100 notes or, or thousands, right? A lot of uh, institutions, a lot of investors have done this successfully. With note investing, it's very easy to scale, very easy. There's a lot of powerful vendors that you can align with that help do a lot of the heavy lifting and allow you to scale and focus on the investing side, acquiring notes, analyzing them, and focusing on that part of the business. Got it. So... Do you get any equity appreciation when you own the note? You do not. The equity appreciation is a benefit that goes to the property owner, not the the note owner. However, as the equity increases, the value of of your note becomes stronger because there's more equity backing your note. And I'll explain that. Let's say you have a loan, $100,000 mortgage, on a property that's worth 150,000, right? So your note is protected by that property. And then there's $50,000 of equity beyond above and beyond that. And that's the collateral for your note. Well, over time, that uh, loan balance is going to go down, right? It'll go down to 90,000, then 80,000 as the, the note gets paid off, the equity of the homeowner increases but also the, the level of protection you have backing the note increases as well, right? And think about this from, from the perspective of being a, a property owner or a homeowner. If you own a home and you have a very small loan balance on your note, well, who's in a better position, you or the bank? If the property's couldn't get foreclosed on or taken, the bank's in a lot stronger position because they have all the equity backing the note. So it kind of favors the lender more than the property owner until the day where they completely pay off the lien, the note and the lien can be removed and the property is free and clear of any liens. There it is. And I do think you get the equity if you foreclose, right? If they fail to pay, then you'll, you'll be able to harvest that equity by selling it or no? Well, with, with foreclosing, it, no one wants to foreclose on notes. I, I say this, it's always best if there's a default situation, it's always best to work out a solution and agreement to reinstate the loans. There's so much uh, that you can do as a lender. You have all the, all the flexibility 
to restructure the node, if change change the terms, work with uh, with the borrower if if you need to, and the uh, loan servicers. Just getting into that a little bit, loan servicers are think of them like a property manager for a note, but they'll handle a lot of that interaction with the borrowers and work with them to restructure if if that's needed, but always. The best solution is one where homeowners stay in their homes. Ultimately, that's what everyone wants, right? No one wants to lose their home. And uh, reaching a, a mutual solution is always the best policy. That's going to be uh, the best for everyone, all parties involved. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. So what made you move into the paper world and... Did you ever want to go back and get an active job after you had that day in Brazil on the beach? Well, I worked um, after that time. I continued working as an engineer, but I was building up my passive income on the side with investing in real estate, having rentals and notes both. And eventually uh, that passive income got to a point where it covers all my expenses and I, even though I was still working at the job in my career, it got to a point where it didn't matter if I no longer had the job because I was earning enough income from my investments. And so what happens with that is it gives, it makes a total mind shift change for you because you're no longer relying on the job and you, you're working because you want to, you like it. You like what you do, you like the work you're doing, but you don't have to do it. And that changes your whole perspective, your whole mindset when you go through that. And that that's that's the transformation I went through. So I did I did work for quite a number of years after that, uh, but still doing doing my investing, building that up, focusing on that. And like I said earlier, for someone that's younger, starting out in life, look at the idea of go out, buy some rentals, buy one property a year and do that for 10 years and in the, hold them for long term. And it's going to totally change your life. I promise you, there's so many benefits to, to owning real estate. So, Fred, was there anybody that showed up to help you out along the way? Or did you learn all this on your own? No, there was many people that showed up uh, along the way. One of the biggest things that I can credit is that I got involved in my local real estate investors association in, in the Philadelphia area. And from that, I learned so much because I was around other like-minded investors. I built some powerful relationships with people. And that's so important. It's getting around the right kind of people, people that are doing what you want to do and people that can be role models and mentors for you. And you can learn from them. And one of the mentors in real estate that I learned from, his name was Jack Miller. He's no longer alive, but he he was from Florida and he would come up to the Philadelphia area to do uh, workshops and educational classes. And I would sit in these weekend workshops learning and he taught us all of these amazing concepts and strategies. And I'll never forget this. He said, 
I want you to take what you learned and go out and be successful with it. And then once you've done that, then turn around and go and teach it to someone else and pay it forward. And that, that message, I never forgot that. And so I, I always seek to, uh, to do that myself. Uh, I love talking about note investing, about real estate investing, and sharing some of those strategies and techniques with other people so that they can put them to use for their own benefit as well. Got it. So, Fred, what's been your biggest fear along the way? My biggest fear along the way was uh, really fighting through some limiting beliefs that I've had about becoming an entrepreneur, about supporting myself through investing. It's difficult, especially when I was with the comfort of having a job and a steady paycheck. It's not easy to walk away from that. It takes a lot of forethought and planning to be able to do that. A lot of limiting beliefs. Uh, I've had a lot of successful people around me that I could lean on and just share ideas with, share concepts with, right? This is something I learned from the great personal development teacher, Jim Rohn. He always said this, you become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And it's so true. And it's so important to build relationships and be mindful of who the people are, are around you and who you're listening to, right? Who you're getting advice from, right? Get advice from people that are already where you want to go, not people that are trying to hold you back. That's never going to be a winning proposition for you. Got it. Got it. And so what have been some of the challenges that you've overcome as you kind of walk through this today? So far, it's all worked out, but have you had any stumbles along the way? Absolutely. I've had, had many, many stumbles. Really, a lot of this is just personal f- perseverance and breaking through those blocking uh, events, those moments, those limiting beliefs, as I said. Something I really found impactful was uh, a great book I read uh, called Mindset by Carol Dweck, D-W-E-C-K. And she talked, teaches all about the concept of having the mindset of growth and abundance instead of having a mindset of lack and scarcity. And when you're able to incorporate that into your life, it changes your whole perspective. It changes your habits, what you do, how you show up in the world. It's so powerful. And when you do that, it just impacts you in so many ways. And it helps keep you, keep you from paying attention to, to limiting beliefs. So you've went on this journey You've learned a lot. You've had people reach out a hand. What's kind of been the reward for overcoming these challenges and facing your fear? There's so many rewards, right? There's financial reward, but also there's so many non-monetary rewards, right? I highly value being able to teach others to build strong relationships, right? And help other people. And they help me as well. It's, it's a cycle, it really is. I have so many people I, I've worked with building strategic partnerships or investment partnerships with that we help each other in so many different ways. 
and lean on each other, bounce ideas, right? It's, it's that community you build up, you build up those relationships. And I'll tell you this, you can lose everything you have, right? All the physical possessions and financial possessions, but what you will never lose is the knowledge you've gained and the relationships you've built. So you have to value that, like that's your, your gold and value that with everything you can, because that's always going to be what you carry with you no matter what. So nurture those relationships, learn how to be a good relationship builder and a good networker and build deep relationships with people. That's going to just deliver such amazing results for you. And also you're going to be able to help people on a whole nother level as well. What's up, tribe? It's your host, Jerome. I just want to let you know that we put together a free 15-point checklist for exiting the matrix. Jump on over to dreamshouldbereal.com in order to pick your free copy up. Let's get back to the show. Now that you're financially free, what's the biggest difference in your approach to life? It's really the attitude and, and mindset. Just being able to get up every day and work hard and work on my own business, it's, it's really fulfilling. It really is. It's like I said earlier, all those years in my life when I was working on building someone else's dream and not building my own. Well, when you work for yourself as an entrepreneur, it's an amazing feeling and uh, it's so satisfying. And you wake up every day invigorated to do what you do and tell your story and share your message and help others and build relationships right? This is, isn't this what you and I are doing right now with this conversation? We're building a relationship right here. I'm learning about you and, and you're learning about me and we're having a, a great conversation. And uh, I, I want to learn more about how you took the red pill. We all have to take the red pill, Fred. We all have to take it. Isn't, isn't it true that we all wake up one day and realize that the story we've been told is not exactly as it, as it was portrayed. And then you start peeling back the layers and digging in and discovering things for yourself. And when you do that, it causes you to show up in the world in such a different way. Without question. Hopefully you show up as your authentic self and you're able to be true to your values and your morals. So next question, and we're coming into the close of the show. The next question is, you know, what are you most grateful for right now? What I'm most grateful for are all the amazing teachers and mentors that I've had in my life. People have appeared in my life to teach me and guide me, uh, always at different times. Um, sometimes people come in and out of your out of your uh, universe for, for a particular time, but it happens and it's so powerful. And sometimes you don't, you may not realize it until much later, later the impact they had on you, but it's, it's amazing. It's powerful. That's why I always encourage like live in the moment, nurture those relationships, appreciate them. It's something that I didn't always do. And I've learned over time to get better at, at that and improve that and make it one of my strengths. Uh, the one thing that I, I really enjoy about 
the conversation that we've had so far, it's just your focus on relationships and people. I think as a community or as the U.S. as a whole, we've kind of lost that connection where we see everybody as people. And I really just appreciate your thoughts on the need to be more social and connected in a way so that we can improve the world. I mean, that is phenomenal. That, that's so true. That's so true. It's, uh, it's something that, that we as a society get away from because we're all connected through devices and social media and all of these things. But what about the one-on-one interaction? What about sitting down with someone and just having a coffee and, and spending 30 minutes, 20 minutes getting caught up with, with someone, right? what what happened to that it takes some work it takes some effort but do it make make it a point to reach out what maybe right now in this pandemic we can't meet in person but what about picking up the phone scrolling through your text messages to the very last one that's in your text message history and find someone that you haven't spoken with in a while call them don't text them call them and check in and catch up. And what if you did that every day, like once a day, you made one call like that, do it every day and see what comes out of that, make it a habit. And I guarantee you, it's going to be so impactful, so impactful. And people are right now more receptive than ever for a human interaction. And when you're calling with genuine interest to talk to them, learn about what what they're doing, what kind of exciting projects they're working on. It's so powerful and it generates a true deep connection with people. It's going to really resonate with others. And you're going to find that that's going to come back to you in exponentially to the effort that you put into it. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. That's the way to build connection, a deep connection. Just checking on somebody is phenomenal because most people don't get that experience and they only have people reach out when they want something. Yes, that's so true. Absolutely. So when you show up not wanting anything except to to know and with genuine interest about how they are, people are going to really open up to that. And you're going to re- reconnect with some folks, I guarantee it, especially if it's someone that's at the bottom of your text message history where you've had no interaction in, in a long time, it's going to be impactful. Yeah, man. So what dream are you most focused on catching next? So my next project that I'm, I'm really getting close to the finish line is I have a book that I've been working on for the past two years and it's going to be coming out in, um, in the next couple of months, uh, the book is called The Little Green Book of Note Investing. And it's an introductory uh, book to all facets of note investing. And I share a lot of my strategies and techniques for someone that wants to get involved in note investing and how to get started, how to analyze notes, how to uh, invest in note funds and be a passive investor how to do do this using your retirement account, if that's something that, that is uh, relevant. So I, I've been working on that uh, 
for the past two years, as I said, and I'm so excited. It's almost at the finish line and uh, really looking forward to the release of that coming up soon. That's awesome. Do you have a target release date for it? Target release is uh, late fall of, of 2020. So it's imminent. I mean, it's around the corner. It, it is. It's close. I'm excited. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And so the final question before we wrap up is, what gift are you giving the world? The gift I'm giving the world is, is the impact I can make and sharing my th- ideas, my experience with others and impacting others. I, I love doing that. Something that uh, just happened the other day, uh, someone I know reached out asking me if I could come speak to high school students about finances and investing. And I thought that's it's such a wonderful opportunity for me to give back to the community and teach others. I never had an experience like that when I was in high school, but someone to come and talk about financial strategies and and how to get started on the right foot in life when you're just starting out. Uh, it's such an opportunity to make, make an impact. I'm really looking forward to, to doing that and uh, making an impact there. Impact is what it's all about. I feel like the only success is significance. And the only way that you can have significance is if you have real impact. So Fred, I appreciate you sharing that gift with the world. Super grateful that you've, come on and been so generous with your time and shared your wisdom and experiences with the folks who are listeners to the Dreamcatchers podcast. What's the one thing you want folks to take away from our talk? The one thing I want folks to take away from our our talk is the importance of building relationships. If nothing else, get good at that. Get good at networking, get good at building relationships there's a lot of, of good books on the subject. Uh, one I, I highly recommend is uh, Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi. It's a fantastic book. He covers so many ideas there, um, and he's a master networker and someone you can really learn from. So I highly recommend checking that out. Awesome. Fred, thank you again for sharing with the listeners, and we'll get to talk to you some more soon. Thank you, Jerome. Thank you for having me on your program. This was a lot of fun and I really enjoyed our discussion today. Thank you for joining the tribe today. We would love to hear from you. Please don't forget to rate, like, and share. Perhaps someone you know could benefit from what we've discussed. Until the next time, remember that your dreams should be real.